This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Sally Lucas, we're thinking airlines right at the moment. Yes, well, it's it's a growing industry, Jane, and I even caught a snippet of news on, on a radio station last night at five, but there was nothing in the paper today to say that Qantas is expanding and now wants to train 3,000 pilots. They've got a new pilot training scheme because they are desperately short of pilots to train for themselves and other airlines. So it's a huge growing industry. And I, I think we've all realised now it's a means of transport. We've got to stop thinking about luxury when you've got cheaper airlines coming in the marketplace offering you a fantastic price to get from A to B that we've never had before. So I think it's wonderful that we've got all this happening now. But what I thought we'd talk about first is not so much the, uh, the cheaper airlines on the marketplace but the new A380. That looks like an amazing oh, aircraft. Look, it's, it's the world's largest ever passenger aircraft. And, of course, it's just been in Sydney and taken some dignitaries and all sorts of people, including Nancy Bird Walton, on a wonderful flight around the area. Now, the thing about it, I think, that's quite interesting is that well, – a few things that are interesting. It's got 50% more floor space than a Boeing 747. It's got 22 wheels. I mean, just amazing. Um, but it can take off and land on less runway. And that, to me, is even more amazing when you look at the size of it. And the other thing is it's two-storey throughout, so not the old hump the jumbo had where you only had one section at the front that was upstairs. This is a two-storey, two-deck aircraft right throughout. How do you think it's going to feel comfort-wise? Well, they're saying, I'm just reading the reviews in our travel magazines and also ones that have been in the papers, um, the, the good thing about it is it's got less carbon emissions, just talking about that for a moment, much bigger engines, but less noise. But we'll know when people in the flight path, I guess, they're saying it's less going to have less noise than a jumbo. But inside there's less noise. You know how noisy an aircraft can be. Um, but they're saying other than the wheels retracting and things like that, little clicks and things when you're taking off and landing, very, very quiet. Like you don't even have to raise your voice like you sometimes have to to talk across an aisle to have a conversation. So they're saying it's all good. I mean, they're saying also that they're going to give us a couple of extra centimetres in the width of an economy class seat. Between the seats? No, width. Not, width. not, not width. between. Right. So fitting bottom in seat. Uh-huh. Um, whether there's going to be any extra pitch, and this will depend because every air- airline can configure it the way they want. Now, they're saying like in India, they're going to be sticking a 1,000 people in them. Mm. Whereas here Qantas is saying maximum 850. Okay, so, and you've got 11 across in economy. But apparently first class is just absolutely mind-blowing. You've got little separate like suites. Um, you know, so it really is state-of-the-art flying. Qantas has also promised that they're not just going to have the, the bars, etc., for first and business class, that they will be having it in economy as well. So let's wait up, wait and see, a stand-up bar. So they're encouraging people to get up and, and move around. Um, but, yes, it, it just sounds absolutely wonderful, and I just thought, well, anyone who wants to, get in early. Singapore Airlines is set to come in here in October. Right. Um, so that'll be our first. And apparently Sydney is set to become a magnet for these double-decker aircraft. I don't know why that is. It's, it's deemed perfect for long-haul congested routes. I guess we're so far from everywhere else that they wouldn't use them on short-haul. But for long-haul, obviously, it's, it's going to be ideal. And then other airlines that are coming online, which are due to receive their Airbuses uh, August next year, are Qantas, Emirates, and then there's going to be other airlines like Malaysian, Virgin Atlantic, Etihad, Qatar, Thai, and they're all going to be coming into Sydney on these a three. 
eighties. They'll be a common sight in our skies. It they will be a common sight. So yeah, it'll be just interesting to see and to and to see if they stick with what they're saying and and don't just squish more people in, but give us all a little bit of extra space. And hopefully, I'm hoping they're not going to put the fares up too much either. You've got more people, so you shouldn't have to really. Mm. And when you look at it that way, the other good thing about it is that you should feel more refreshed. Um, the cabin's pressurised to an altitude of 1800 metres, whereas before it was 2500 metres. So that means that you're getting the same amount of oxygen if you were standing, say, on top of Mount Kosciuszko, and you should feel the difference. So it should help with the jet lag. Mm. So less noise, better air quality, etc. Less emissions on the external side of it, less amount of runway. Something to look forward to. So there you go. So that should be very interesting, shouldn't it? Now, have we got any new aircraft or airlines? Oh, well, that's what's happening, Jane. I think this is why this extra training of pilots is going to be important. Tiger Air, which is a subsidiary of um, Singapore Airlines, has got permission to come into Australia and operate domestically. And its first flight is going to be from Darwin to Melbourne, and they're going to have flights for about $80, apparently. So it's going to start in December. So that's something to look forward to. And they're also hoping to expand get you know permission for extra routes the other good thing is and this is just fantastic air canada is introducing a daily non-stop service between sydney and vancouver on its new boeing 777 aircraft effective 16 december now why is this good news it's good news because you don't have to go via the states to get there and And go through the, the necessary u.s customs and security procedures even if you're not stopping in honolulu this was a silly thing you had to get off and go through security and it's really a big hassle for people and and often, unfortunately, the staff in these situations aren't always very pleasant and it just doesn't make your holiday a, a nice start to your holiday, if you like. So you can avoid that. So now you can avoid it. So there you go. And they've got fantastic connections. They've made it that they've, wherever you want to go to in Canada, whether it's Calgary, Victoria, Toronto, whatever, you arrive in about, um, I think it leaves Sydney at about 11.35 and you get in at 6.40 the same morning because you're gaining time. Then they've got connections like 8, 8.39, just about to anywhere within Canada. So you've got great connections all the way through Canada, right through to the eastern seaboard. So that's going to be fantastic for people travelling to Canada. Um, Air New Zealand, just to let you know, they've enhanced their audio and uh, video entertainment from 200 hours now to about 450 hours on all their aircraft. So you've got more movies, more television programs, radio shows, CDs. Um, Every seat features a high-resolution entertainment screen now, so you can watch what you want when you want on demand. So it's up to you to choose what you want to do. And another one more new airline that's coming in here is Viva Macau, announced this in the last week. And they're going to be flying direct into Macau. And you've got introductory fares of only $305 one-way economy, $1,190 on superstar class, which is like business class. It's like Jetstar, meals on demand, so you pay for your meals. Business class meals are included. Um, but even if you're not wanting to particularly go to Macau, you're going to be able to then just hop across on a ferry to Hong Kong. So that's going to be very interesting and give you a lot cheaper travel to get into that part of the world. Mm, lots of news on the airlines front. To NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And that's brought to you by our sponsor, Travel World on King. Sally Lucas, we're looking at some cruising. That means we're... Moving to the waters. We went from one to the other today, and I thought, why not cover both options? I just felt I had to talk about cruising because I've just been going through so many, now that we're back online properly, emails and stuff that we get every day. And the amount of cruising out there in the marketplace now, 
and the cruising areas that have opened up that we didn't even have before. And I thought, wow, there's some interesting itineraries out there. Give us a taste. So I'll give you a taste. Just before I do that, if anyone wants to um, be part of the farewell QE2, as you probably have read, we mentioned she's going to Dubai as a floating hotel. Um, you can do a six-night Atlantic cruise, um, a cruise of the British Isles and Mediterranean, and a 16-night final voyage. And you can actually register now to secure your cabin. So just for anyone interested who wants to take part in any of those farewell voyages. When's that happening? It's it'll be hap- it goes it goes there next year. So it'll happen in those last few months before she goes. I haven't got the exact dates, Jane, but just check for dates on those if you're interested in registering anyway. She's still got a few months to go. She still has. Now, this is an interesting area for cruising and just something a little bit different. Canada and the New England area. Mm. Now, you know, the fabulous fall area, you know, time of the year rather, when you get all that foliage there. No, what a lovely is autumn. Yes, the fall. <laughs> I mean, yes, we know. I think most people know the fall is autumn, but anyway, <laughs> if they don't. But like you go from New York to Boston to Portland in Maine, St. John, New Brunswick, Halifax, Nova Scotia, back to New York. And I think that's, you know, wasn't that a nice little cruise? If you wanted to tack that on to the end of an American holiday or a Canadian holiday even, it's only it's only like a little short one, seven nights. And I mean, the prices on it even, like it starts from 878 Well, that's not much over over 100, more than $100 a day, and you think that's all meals. I mean, you can't stay at a decent hotel in Sydney for that. So, you know, there's bargains to be had. Um, every year to this, this interesting one comes out that does the best of Alaska, Canada and Hawaii. Now, again, I think that's an interesting combination. So you've got your week cruising the inside passage, but then you continue after that down and do all the Hawaiian islands. So you're going from the glaciers yes, to, the to, the, to the tropics. Beaches. And I think, isn't that interesting? And there's wonderful fly cruise packages for those as well, which are 22 nights. And that's um, in September this year. Now, the other interesting thing is there's a new vessel um, called, from Costa Cruises called the Costa Allegra, and um, they're coming down into the east, which is most of the European don't always come down into Asia. But they're doing a really interesting itinerary, which is going into um, Brunei as well, but all through that Malaysian, Vietnam, China, Philippines, Brunei area. And it takes 800 passengers, so it's not like a huge, huge ship. And all the decks on the ship have been named after famous painters like Van Gogh, Lautrec, Gauguin, etc. Um, and it's got this wonderful um, glass atrium tower at the stern of the ship, which gives the ship um, its ballroom restaurant with all these scenic panoramic views out to sea, which you don't normally get on a vessel. So, you know, we're getting different ships, different itineraries, and there are 14-night itinerary that go from Singapore, um, November, December, uh, from November this year rather, through to December next year. So, again, another interesting area that you can cruise. So that's, that's I think, fantastic as well. You've got the Sapphire Prince which is a beautiful uh, princess cruise vessel and she's doing cruises now too in that area from Beijing through to Bangkok going through Japan lots of areas in Japan China Taiwan Hong Kong Vietnam onto Singapore and Bangkok so you've got so many different fly cruise options that you can tack a bit of extra time on if you want or just fly in fly out if you don't have that time um an unforgettable, I can remember years ago when I first started in travel, we used to have the Cherry Blossom Cruise that P&O used to run on, I think the old Orchidies, up, up to Japan. Well, they're doing it again now, and it's a 42-night itinerary for someone who really loves that long you know, sea voyage, and it, it would be fantastic. It's 8th of March next year. You've got to get in early. Already there's limited availability. People are just flocking to this cruise because it hasn't been around for a long time. So that's different again. Um, what else have we got here? You've got the Greek Isles, of course. I mean, that's always been there, but there's cruises now, not just within the Greek Isles, but you go from Italy through Dubrovnik and in Croatia and then down into all the Greek islands, across to Turkey, and then back up 
through to Italy again. So another lovely cruise there. Um, what else? Venice to Rio now. Like, you know, we, we never had cruises that did that once. So you're going through um, Italy, through to Tunisia, Malaga in Spain, the Canary Islands. You know, and, and again, these are fly cruise options. Genoa to Buenos Aires, and Buenos Aires back to Venice, and Venice to Rio. Um, wow, you know, Genoa to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale through to Rotterdam, Genoa down to Durban, down through, you know, Port, Port Side, the Suez, etc. you know, going through Egypt and then down through Mauritius and the Seychelles. Just some fabulous itineraries. I mean, we could just keep going. There's just so many and too many for me to mention today. But just to let people know, there's just a cruise market to just about everywhere now. Stacks in the Baltic area, you know, all doing around Russia and all the Scandinavian countries. So we've just got more cruise options than we've ever had before. And anyone who likes sailing or just even wants to tack a cruise on to the end of a busy touring holiday, it's a nice way to finish up. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news here on 2NURFM 103.7.